I had mentioned how when I was away Wednesday, Pastor John, we, we were sure that and confident that, you know, things would continue to go on. And the reason that we're able to do that is we try to make sure, and, and Jeff had brought it up, we try to make sure that God's word and, and Jesus and God is the foundation of this church. Because if it's not, if it relies on a program, if it relies on myself or Pastor John or any anybody else in the church, when that person is gone away from here, and not, not even just like on a weekly basis, but if they, you know, move away or pass on, and that person's the foundation, then everything crumbles. But as long as God's word and Jesus is our foundation, it doesn't matter who comes and goes. It's like when uh, Paul says, right, God is the one who, who provides the growth. Some water, or some plant, some water, and God provides the growth. That's really what that is talking about. He's the one who does all of this. We're just here as one step along the way, uh, allowing him to use us. So as I mentioned, we're going to be in First John chapter 2. <clears throat> And we're going to read just a handful of verses here. Um, and these, uh, I guess, four verses that we're going to read uh, are really cool, really awesome. Just kind of uh, talking about having that fellowship with Christ, having that personal relationship with him, what that kind of looks like. And there's almost kind of a flow chart that happens in these verses that we're going to see. We're going to kind of break that flow chart down. Just something really kind of simple, just as a, as a really simple kind of... Uh, um, encouragement to me, and actually how I got to this um, this passage and was reading this, uh, the Bible that I'm using right now is one of my dad's old Bibles, and I was going through some of the pages, and he had some notes on the side here. Um, I didn't take his outline. Uh, it was a little bit different. We're not doing all those verses. He also was really big on the, the alliteration, so they all start with an R. Um, it's probably a little bit neater and more organized than, than mine is, but uh, it was just kind of that note was there, and so I was like, what's this note? And then kind of was reading through. So that's how I kind of, um, I guess, fell upon this passage. But First John chapter 2, and we're going to read verses 3 through 6. It says, And hereby we do know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word in him, verily is the love of God, Perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk even as, as he walked. So, as I said, we're just going to break this down, just these few verses, break it down just a little bit and kind of see this flow chart that I'm talking about that we can see in, these, in this passage. And ultimately, we're going to finish up on how is it that this is possible? How is it that we're able to do this? And we are going to jump to a couple extra or a couple different spots in that passage to figure out how this is made possible. But first of all, as we read through these verses, reading through the first couple verses there, uh, we see that the evidence of knowing God and fellowship with him is keeping his commandments. So this is also uh, kind of um, almost, if you want to say, a parallel kind of uh, concept teaching with the book of James. Right? James talks about our works show our faith. We aren't saved by our works. Our, our works don't give us our faith, but the faith overflows into our works. And that's kind of what we see here is that keeping God's commandments is the evidence of knowing God and having fellowship with him. Because it starts on the inside. It starts with us and it kind of works out. Okay, So if I'm truly spending time with him regularly, spending time in his word, spending time praying with him, and I'm fellowshipping with him, 
Okay, that word fellowship with him uh, is really important, I think. And we kind of see just this idea of, uh, of spending time with him, keeping, in his, keeping with him, walking with him um, in verse 3. And hereby we know that we know him. Okay, that, that word that I'm using here, fellowship, and, and knowing him is a whole lot more than I did my quiet time today because I'm supposed to. Or I just did it to keep my streak alive or whatever that, that might look like. I'm doing this to get to know God more. And how do, I do, how do I get to know God more? It's not just these are my 10 verses. I read through these 10 verses. I pray, and now I get on my day. No, getting to know him is spending time with him, fellowshipping with him. Okay? If we, when we do our greet time on Sunday mornings, we just all kind of stood around and just waited for the music to finish and then start the next song. And we're not actually talking with each other, fellowshipping with each other. We don't really know each other. If we just show up and just kind of do our thing, we're in like our own little pod, worshiping, praying, reading God's word, and we just don't interact with anyone here. We might know who this person is. I've recognized them from church, but we don't know them. We have not fellowship with them. I haven't spent time getting to know them. And that's what we see here. here. This is how we know that we know him. By keeping his commandments. So the evidence of knowing God and having that fellowship with him is us keeping his commandments. And as we go on, we see uh, in verse 4, He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. So again, our outward should reflect our inward. This is really the the point that we're driving home here. Verse 5, But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. So this love of God that is perfected, it shows itself. How does it show itself? It shows itself in obedience. I'm keeping his commandments. If I'm fellowshiping with him, I'm getting to know him. As I get to know God more, as I read his Bible, I see, oh, he wants me to keep his commandments. As we read through the Bible, that's pretty clear. In the Old Testament, we see Jesus confirming in the New Testament of, of this is how we should live. So show this obedience for him, showing it, our obedience for him, answering him, following after him, following his commandments and keeping those commandments is a sign of this perfected love of God. Now, this isn't like you reach this state of perfected love and I'm good to coast the rest of my life. It's, this is a, a love of God that continues to get more perfect as we become more like him, as, he, as we get to know him, he makes us more like him because we're submitting to him more and more each day. So again, this is kind of what it's supposed to look like. And he even kind of gives examples of this is what it shouldn't look like. If you say this, your actions need to, to match with what you're saying. So this perfected love for God shows itself in obedience. And this obedience and love, this perfected love of God, assures us that we are in Jesus. So you can kind of see how they kind of work together. If I, if I truly love God and I'm getting to know him and I'm spending time with him, fellowship with him, that's going to show itself in me obeying his commandments and keeping his commandments and loving him more. As I get to know God more, Truthfully, the only outcome that should happen is I love him more because I, and we just talked about if I start listing off all the things that God's done for me at the end of it, I should love him more because be like, wow, God, I, I allow the world and things around me to distract me so much. I kind of lose track of all these things that you've done for me and I get to love him that much more once I kind of start thinking about all these things. So this obedience is showing my love for God because I'm, I'm getting to know him more and I want to show that for him and this obedience and the love that I have for him assures myself that I am in Jesus. It assures us that we are in Jesus. Because again, looking at these first few verses, basically, if this is true on the inside, it should reflect on the outside. So a lot of times we might even have some doubts, have doubts whether or not we truly know God, we truly are in him. Um, that's, that's not 
a bad thing in the sense that that's not a sin to have those doubts. Again, that's the world kind of trying to distract us away from him. Uh, that's us just, again, sometimes those doubts are rooted in the fact that we have these finite human minds. Okay, There are some things that we're just not going to understand until we get to heaven. But these things, the fact that I have this desire, even in my doubts, I still want to follow after him. I still want to get to know him more. I still do love him. I'm still following his commandments, but I'm still, right now, I'm not sure about this. The fact that I'm doing that and I really want to strive in those things shows that I, that I am in Jesus because I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to work through me. I'm submitting to him. I'm acknowledging that he is my everything. He is all that I need. And that's really what we kind of come down to at the end here. The third thing here is just abide in him. Abide in him. Walk as Jesus walked. How do we do that? Through obedience and love. So uh, finishing up in verse 6 here. He that saith he abideth in me ought himself also to walk even as he walked. So if I am truly abiding in Christ, I need to walk as he walked. Now we might say, how am I supposed to do that? I'm imperfect. He was perfect. He was the son of God. How do I do that? Again, we're not doing it in our, in our own power. Also, we're also understanding that because we are human, we do need to understand. We kind of we had a um, our previous series that we did on Wednesday nights with the teens. Uh, it was these destructive uh, attitudes that can attack the heart, and one that we talked about was failure and allowing that failure to kind of creep in. That thought of failure, I've I failed at this. Um, I messed up in this area. We can kind of beat ourselves up, and that can really kind of attack our heart in the sense that it's attacking my relationship with Jesus because I start looking and say, well, look at all these ways that I messed up. But that failure, first of all, we need to understand that even once we've sinned, or I'm sorry, once we've been saved, we still have our human flesh. So there are going to be times when, when we mess up because we're still trying to do things on our own. So we need, first of all, we need to understand that that is, is going to happen. Not that we plan and say, oh, well, it's fine if this happens because Paul says we should not sin so that grace abounds. But understanding that just because that happens does not completely kill this whole thing for us. It does not completely wipe everything out. But abiding in him, if I'm to abide, truly abide in him, I should walk as he walked. And what I really think about that is, what's the best way to, to walk as somebody else walked? I, I think about, you know, see these videos. I saw a video the other day of somebody who, they were really good at this. Um, they were just waiting on the sidewalk, and when people walked by, they would walk up behind them and match their walk, like their style of walk and their pace. And they got way closer to them than I ever would have gotten. Like, literally, their foot is like six inches behind them. All it takes is for that person to just hesitate one second and you're bumping into them and then you got a fight on your hands. But they're doing this and they're walking step for step with them. But I'm not saying that's what we need to do with Jesus, but I'm thinking, you know, as we walk with Jesus, we're walking as he walked. Imagine walking along with him, okay, just walking with him each and every day with him by our side. That's that spending, spending time with him, fellowshipping with him, walking with him, having that time that we're just constantly with him. Again, go back to what I talked about during our greet time. If we were to take somebody from church and we were to go on a walk with them and we just are walking with them, like on some kind of, you know, say the Pollyanne Trail, we're just going for a walk for an hour. And through that entire hour, we don't speak a single word to each other. First of all, that'd be really weird and really awkward. Uh, but secondly, that's why is it weird? It's weird because naturally you would just converse with this person. And so as we are doing that, as we're walking with God, spending time with him, spending time with Jesus every day, we're 
and we are focused on him and, and paying attention to him as we're walking with him, then our steps should start to match his steps. And that's how we know that we are abiding in him by walking as he walked in that, in that obedience, showing that love towards him. But how, again, how is it that we're able to do this? Because again, we acknowledge that we, even once we're saved, we still have our flesh. How is it that we're able to do this? So verses one and two in this chapter, verses one and two says, my little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. That's a great start, right? You're reading this and you're like, oh, okay, awesome. Just don't sin. Great. How would I pull that off? But he continues there. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So the whole reason that we're even able to have this relationship with him, the whole reason that we're able to continue with him, even as we do mess up, is because he's taken our place and he's uh, now that mediator between us and the Father. And he's allowed, when God looks at us, he doesn't see the sin that we committed. He sees what Jesus did on the cross. And that's how we're able to do this. As we're, that's how we're able to continue to walk with him and grow more like him is because he did that and we're able to have the Holy Spirit in us because of that. And then I also want to jump to verses 13 and 14 real quick. It says, I write unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning, I write unto you, young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because ye have known the Father. I have written unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. We're able to do this. We're able to walk with Jesus, spend time with him, abide in him because of what Jesus did on the cross for us. What he did overcoming this, overcoming sin and death, overcoming the wicked one, that is now, we have that in us with the Holy Spirit. We accept that gift of salvation. His uh, conquering over the, over the wicked one, his overcoming the wicked one is now us being able to overcome it through him. So that's how we're able to do these things. That's how we're able to continually keep his commandments. That's how we're able to grow this perfected love of him uh, by obeying his commandments, following after him, uh, walking with him, showing that obedience and love, and abiding in him. So this is all possible because of what Jesus did on the cross. So that's something that is a huge encouragement to me, uh, just to be able to look at that and see that kind of how it, it all works together, how it all is upon Jesus. It's all because of what Jesus did. The only way that we're able to continue to do this and continue to grow in this process that we read about is because he is the propitiation for our sins. He took our place, and because of him, we have now been able to overcome the wicked one. So what we're going to do right now, we're going to close with one more song. So I'm going to have the, the band come on up. And we're going to finish with that song. Um, and what I'm going to do is once they're up there and we get ready to sing, I'm going to go ahead and pray and kind of close us in prayer. And basically, when we're done singing, you will be dismissed. So, um, again, I thank you, everybody, for coming out tonight. Just thank you for the awesome time of being able to share and reflect and encourage. Uh, just being able to come and do this, um, share from God's word, worship together with you is encouraging to me. hope it's encouraging to you. Um, and so let's, as, as I said, we're going to sing this last song uh, once I'm done praying, and then we can be dismissed after that. Uh, but let's pray real quick. Dear God, I thank you so much for tonight, just for uh, the amazing time we've had together to come together and share uh, just how you've been working in our own lives, uh, share the different things that we're thankful for of what you've done in all our, our lives and what you're going to continue to do in all of our lives. So God, I, I just pray that as we uh, wrap up tonight with one more song of worship, uh, that when we leave here, 
Uh, it can be easy when we leave church and, and the music ends and uh, we, we close our Bibles. It can be easy to almost uh, have kind of this letdown, this letdown from maybe a spiritual high that we've had. I pray, God, that we would take uh, just the encouragement and the truth that we've uh, talked about and sang about tonight and discussed here tonight, that we would take that with us, that we would be so excited as we leave here to go out and live out the things that we've read, live out the things that we've sung about, and find ways to encourage those that we come in contact with throughout this week. So God, I pray that as we uh, finish up tonight, that again, we just keep you as our main focus, and that that doesn't end when we leave here tonight, that you can remain our our main focus, God, that you remain the reason why we get up and, and go throughout each and every day, just to bring honor and glory to your name. So God, just allow us to uh, just lift you up in this last song and uh, keep us safe as we travel home tonight. Pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.